Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 53 of Utopia to Me with me, your host, Chris Locke. Hi, nice to see you. Thanks so much for coming back into the Utopia to Me realm, the podcast realm. Hey, and if not back, then hey, welcome to the first time. This episode's insane. So you're going to enjoy, you're going to be like, if this is your first time listening to Utopia to Me, honestly, you're going to be like, what the hell? Because this was so crazy. Uh, I was out of it. Ebony was on point, And we, this is my, my guest is Ebony Rosen. All right. Super hilarious. All well-rounded stand-up writer, improv sketch performer, super funny, Ebony Rosen. She was on point and I was ridiculous and we had so much fun and laughter. This is one of my favorite episodes. So if you're just listening to this for the first time, you'll be like, These, this is crazy. And if you're coming back and you've listened to more before, you'll be like, mm, I like laughs. I like big laughs because it's a goof troop city. And I loved it. Had so much fun. So pull over your car wherever you are and take that little folding, uh, you know, foldable chair out of the trunk and just sit down and really dig in to this podcast episode with your earbuds on or something. You know what I mean? Like if it's hot, you know, sit there and uh, wear like a Hawaiian shirt. If it's cold where you are, put a park on and bundle up and listen. Because this is a really fun episode, and I'm glad you guys can come check it out. So it's episode 53 with Ebony Rosen, and we're going to dive into it now. So here we go. Enjoy. Do you like it, though? It's really nice, too. Can you sort of tell that it's from China? <laughs> yeah, I can really taste the China. It's really funny, yeah, drinking loose leaf green tea and then, uh, gee, like, you know, trying to be a connoisseur or something. Just leaning over your guests and demanding to know if they can taste the country of origin. Yeah. That's loose leaf. Can you taste the China? Can yeah. Can you have another sip? When was it picked? Um, oh, when was it picked? We, you got treats here. I did. I brought you some treats. Some squares. So say what they are again. There's a bunch of squares. Okay, I didn't fully This is nice. Them. People are really starting to bring treats each time. <laughs> you really built your little sultan's empire here where people just bring, bring <laughs> you goods and you serve them ancient teas and get the Yeah, <laughs> I'm excited to get like just fat from treats that I can't leave this couch <laughs> and people just visit and bring me more treats and do my podcast. Sort of like if Gilbert Grape's mom did a podcast. Yeah, I would love her to, but I guess she burned down, eh? I guess she burned herself down. <laughs> All right, see you later, Gilbert's mom. Uh, yeah, so these are little squares and... Yeah, I think these are Hello Dolly squares with cranberries. So, these are yeah. like a lemon coconut situation. Yeah. And these are like pecan pie squares with bourbon. Oh, okay. So we could get drunk. I, sure. <laughs> I don't know what a Hello Dolly Square is minus cranberries. Um, I think a Hello Dolly Square is a bit like a millionaire square, if you know what that is. <laughs> so are you serious? Yeah. No, I don't know all these squares. It's like coconut and sugary and chocolate. They're very good. They're mm. like a classic Do you want to try one right now? Yeah, which one should we have? Um, people listening, this is Ebony Rosen. <laughs> oh, hi. And uh, yeah, she's my guest today. And we're also going to try a square for a sec, so bear with <laughs> the mouth noises. Is this the one, the Hello Dolly with you, the cranberries? You go for Hello Dolly. I'm going to okay. this lemon coconut. Mmm. Oh. <laughs> I said mmm right away just because of like sugar was all I tasted so far. <laughs> really sweet. <laughs> I got these at a very weird place by my house. <laughs> yeah, where'd you get them? 
By the way, people listening, future guests, you have to bring treats now. Have I set a precedent? Well, a few people have brought treats for sure. Who, who else brought treats? But I should make more a mention of it. Well, last time Ennis had cookies. Good. That were really good. Uh, the, but <laughs> Ennis really set in the bar. No, there's been some other treats for sure. He's got TV money now. He can buy all kinds of cookies. That's the thing. The guy doesn't stop making cookie money. <laughs> I'm doing this on a, on a soft writer's budget. Yeah. I can't, I can't bring these Hollywood cookies. Mm. Damn. Okay. Well, I have to use a Kleenex. I don't have napkins. But what's this place you, where you got them? So it's at the corner of my street at Grayson Harbor, and it opened up a while. It used to be... There's always, like, weird stuff going in on Harbor Street. Like, next to it is just a place where you can go to make taxidermy. In Toronto, I have a few international listeners. Oh, I'm so sorry. A few. One guy in New Zealand. I was going to try to say, apologize in a New Zealand accent, but it won't be good. Do it. New Zealand? I'm sorry. That's the best I can do. So, I have, to yeah. do a New Zealand accent, I have to quietly say the word lesbian in a New Zealand accent under my breath. Why quietly? Just because it seems weird to shout it. Because <laughs> you're always trying to do a New Zealand accent like on the bus. Yeah, just on the fly like this or whatever. And then can I, always, I get a transfer? Yeah. Uh, lesbian, lesbian. Can I get a transfer? <laughs> That's pretty good. Really weird. I really like the Hello Dolly. It's sweet. Okay, so Grace so, and Harvard in Toronto. Yeah, so there's a taxidermy place if you're a taxidermy enthusiast. I'm a huge freak for a taxidermy. <laughs> you should go there. They have glass windows, which is very upsetting if you're not into taxidermy and have to walk by. Um, <laughs> very disturbing. But this place is like, it's a full-on malt shop that's like, like when I was in there, they were playing like, they play like 50s like music and like early Beach Boys, like not the cool, but like the ones yeah, like yeah. Hondas. Um, yeah. And like, you can get like an egg cream. Hondas? Or Rondas. <laughs> they play all the all your favorite Hondas. Help me Ronda get this Honda started. <laughs> yeah. 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 That they had that album Hondas and Rondas. <laughs> yeah. It's very it's very repetitive. <laughs> it just charted the very real relationship with Mike Love's relationship with a woman named Rhonda. Yeah. Uh, and then just some cool jams about Hondas in the middle. <laughs> um no, and they have, like, all this weird... They make, like, homemade soda, and all the guys have, like, the little hats like they look like in Back to the Future. It's like a full-on theme shop. Oh, Jesus Christ. For a second, I was... I, th- I was thinking taxidermied guy? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Just... With hats on in the window. <laughs> Dead guys, like the freaking body exhibit. <laughs> oh, God. I don't think they're allowed to taxidermy people there. Just like I got the two stores mixed up and I pictured you listening to Help Me Rondo while looking at dead guys. Okay. Yeah, and then separately I brought these treats. No, it's- <laughs> okay, so beside the taxidermy horror zone. It is like a full on period appropriate. Grayson culture. Harvard, how do I not know this then? Is um, let me think. Where 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 is it? How do I not know? Maybe I know. Like is it by walk- the that weird Thai place? No, it's like Bi- like by Bickford Park. Like if you walk south from oh. Christie Station. Right. Oh, it's new. Yeah, the intersection's not new. The intersection's in there for decades. But, but- it used to be a coffee shop. It was. It was like the Bickford Flexitarian or something. And then 
Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Okay, sorry for figuring this out right off the top. <laughs> no, it's good. Wait, everybody. <laughs> when I just think for a long time. <laughs> so long. Uh, yeah. Silence me every time I try to chime in. But this place is new-ish. It's new-ish. It opened in the summer, which made sense for a milk yeah. shop. But now that it's winter, I'm like, what's the plan, guys? Yeah. You just make milkshakes. And squares. And squares. Yeah. Are these holiday-themed? I don't even know. Maybe... Adding a cranberry is, right? You know what? Adding a cranberry is always holiday-themed. Yeah. Yeah. We'll put cranberries in these mulch <laughs> milkshakes. <laughs> these egg creams. What is an egg cream? I don't know. We got to go to this place. It's really nuts. Well, I've tried uh, one of their squares so far. I like it. Okay, so thanks so much for bringing them and then also telling everybody about this place. I'm sure they appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of stuffed men there. It's <laughs> terrifying. I don't I've never seen this taxidermy place though. I'm scared. It's not like a It's not like a store. It's like a place where you can go and learn to do it. Oh. Which is creepier. Yeah. Because there's just middle-aged women in there just being like, "Do I just put the cotton in the squirrel?" and you're like, "I this is next for my laundromat. <laughs> I hide it." I don't like it. Um, have you um, have you saw, gone online and checked out bad taxidermy pictures? <laughs> it's the best thing. You'll laugh for real <laughs> to the max. Because I, I used to be obsessed with anthropomorphic taxidermy pictures, which is just oh, people who put yeah. like squirrels in situations. Yeah, those are cool. <laughs> yeah, but this sounds great. Just yeah. it's gone awry. People that saw Chip and Dale cartoons when they were a kid, and they were like, yes. Then, I have to make that real. <laughs> yeah. So much scarier than the cartoon. So disturbing. <laughs> yeah. But so it's just bad. It's just bad taxidermy. I want to see it real bad. How good would that be for... Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's like a fox that looks uh, cross-eyed. It's really funny. <laughs> and uh, his tongue sticking out. All kinds of good stuff. <laughs> um, like he just saw a really hot girl in a cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> he went cross-eyed and his tongue came out. That's what like, killed him, rolled. actually. Yeah. Just like the beauty. Yeah. Now that's a fox. Does a fox think a hot fox is a fox? Ooh. Ooh. That's a deep cue. Yeah. Very. uh, I'm going to assume we took that term for women from male foxes talking about female foxes in cartoons. Is it sexist to think a beautiful woman is a fox? I don't know the lines anymore of what words we can say to be like, you know what I mean? Yeah. What do you think? What what appropriate <laughs> words are equal to whistling at women? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's all about intent. I think it's about who says them and who they're saying it about. Like, like if, if I see like, a beautiful woman and I come all the way home and go in my closet and put my head in my laundry basket <laughs> and go, she was a fox. Am I okay? <laughs> Why are why are the second and third parts a part of that? Because <laughs> I'm keeping it to myself. I'm not yelling it at a, a stranger. <laughs> like I like the example I'm I was mega about keeping to it give to before you made that. So I was going to be like, like if you were describing Kathleen and you were like, oh, she's a fox, but you were like, and I, right as I was about to say that, you were like, if I see a strange woman on the street and run home and put my head in a basket in a closed closet, say <laughs> <laughs> so she's a fox. <laughs> Oh, well, your example. Well, Kathleen, I call a fox her face all the time, but she's my wife, so she already knows I'm so crazy. Right. So right. you're asking, okay, you're not asking in general, you're asking to a strange woman what terms are okay. Yeah, I don't know. Who cares? I think just sort of stick with a ma'am to her face. But yeah, if you want to yell into your laundry basket that a woman you saw was a fox, or I think if you're describing a woman you saw to your friends and you're like, she was a real fox, I think that's respectful. Right. 
that's what that's I was fine. getting at. Yeah. I think that's fine. I have no idea. Sometimes there's lines. Lines are so blurred these days. Oh. Chick is weird. Yeah, chick. Right. Well, chick doesn't imply beauty or not. Chick just implies like. Right. Uh, Whatever. Yeah. We're getting too deep into this. Lex. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. We just started. Had a treat and then went crazy. <laughs> um, because we were talking about real foxes. That's true. We were poorly taxidermied. <laughs> um, okay. So let's talk about some of your amazing credits before we get going into your amazing utopian world. Oh, my. Well, I saw you and Kayla the other night. You have a new show here in Toronto that is amazing. Oh, thank you. And you guys just... Okay, so what it is is um, you and Kayla are basically uh, execs working in the film industry. And uh, it's called what? Notes? It's called Um, Network Notes. Network Notes. And then, yeah, so you get uh, people to do improv scenes as in they are giving you a pitch to this movie idea and you give them notes. But your characters are so incredible that that's basically the funniest part running through the whole show anyways like, oh thank you well anyways of course i mean it was crazy so funny and then um how did you guys come up with that idea really like she and i've always been obsessed with like finding like weird twinning on stage and being the same character in the, and we forever were obsessed with movies it still are about like uh, aging screen actresses having a mental breakdown your Sunset Boulevards, your Whatever Happened to Baby Janes, your Mommy Dearests. Um, <laughs> so we always had this idea to do this weird show of like maybe these two like aging vaudeville sisters or whatever, and it kept getting like more historical than our knowledge was prepared for, and we were like, wait, eh. um, And then we were kind of doing that version of a character to each other without really realizing it was like related to the film business. We were just talking in that, like talking as those women to each other, and then Julie asked me to come up with a show for Blockbuster Week, so I just sort of forced those ideas together. When was that? In the summer. Oh, yeah. So I thought, wouldn't it be fun to give notes as those women? Even though you guys are sort of playing these, like, yeah, two sort of twin-style best buds, there's still a difference in character there. Like, you are, yeah... Anyways, really good. That's cool. I'd be really scared to pitch an idea to you, your characters for real. Oh, I'm so excited to have you on the show. You would get, I would get grinded to a pulp. Yeah, I want to do the show and be a loser and die. And die? No one dies. <laughs> well, you never know. Um, <laughs> it's a weird threat. <laughs> everything's, yeah, this podcast is weird. My brain is weird. Why um, is your brain weird? I don't know. It just goes in different directions uh, beyond my control. Oh, you mean in general your brain is weird? I yeah, meant, like, and then I got a, and then I put day. a mic in front of my mouth and then, <laughs> yeah. a weird brain in my mic mouth. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I'm still, yeah, you'll get it. There's no rhythm to this, but the thing is, is uh, <laughs> let's talk about. Also, you started in Picnic Face with like 300 other people. Yeah, with like 70 other people. Yeah. It wasn't 300. It was 70. <laughs> Yeah, 70, 100 other people, and they're all <laughs> successful now, except for, like, two? No, I'm just joking. I have no idea. <laughs> no, I have no idea. You guys are all successful, all creative, all amazing. I'll go answer that question in your closet with the door closed in my head in your laundry basket. <laughs> I like the idea. I, come on, you got to admit that is funny, the idea of I a guy obsessed with... Uh, 
new modern shame that he can only say how he feels in his closet into his laundry basket. And what's funny about it is like the way you were going with it, it seemed like it was going to be into a bucket of cold water or something like something <laughs> to cool down from this fox. But it's just like it's just a bag of dirty clothes that he just puts his whole face in and just whispers a word. Yeah, but here's the genius of my uh, I mean, it's already genius. story <laughs> is that my laundry basket really is in my closet. So I used real things. <laughs> That's what they say, write what you know. Exactly. As I was going to say, as a writer, isn't that what sort of gives the script that extra oomph? Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, your laundry basket is actually in your closet at home? Yeah. Yes. I think the character would, you know, have that. The character's modeled after me, and i that's where I keep my laundry basket. Not so much as a personality thing, but because of the layout of my apartment, but... I say we go with it. That's <laughs> how every Seinfeld episode was written. Yeah. So what were we talking about? Insane stuff. This is already an insane <laughs> podcast, and it's only 14 minutes in. Oh, bro. Picnic face, full oh, of yeah. a million amazing, talented people, and you were you had to fight it out. No. <laughs> no, it wasn't the Thunderdome everyone was expecting it was, or of a collaborative situation. Yeah. It was literally, yeah, insane collection of comedy geniuses. It was nuts. It was such a great group. Everyone was so talented and and cool and brought such a different energy. It really felt like, and I remember we would do shows occasionally where someone wasn't around and it felt different. Like you'd think with eight people, you'd be like, eh, whatever. Okay, eight people. Um, For real. Eight hundred people. Um, But yeah, it was fun. It was a fun time. And then you came back to Toronto. Came back to Toronto. And you've been writing a ton of TV shows. Yeah, a lot of children's cartoons this year. This year's yeah. been a big cartoon year. Yeah. Both voices and writing, which is fun and That's weird amazing. to write for. What cartoons do you do voices on again? Um, I did one called The Redonkulous Race, which is a spinoff of one called Total Drama Island. Oh, yeah. Which, again, if you're an adult, which you probably are if you're listening to this, this is just sailing right over your head. Um, one of our past guests, Katie Crown... Also a good friend of mine Does was on that show. Oh, no kidding. In the beginning, yeah. Which character did she play? Do you know? No. Um, and then I did one. But uh, she has like oh. kids fans from doing all these cartoon things. It's crazy. This was the thing when Ranonculus came out. Like kids were like tweeting at me and stuff. And I was like, oh, weird. Yeah. And then you're like, I can't make that joke now. Yeah. Well, this is, I'm on a new one called Mysticons. Um, that Steph Callender writes for and Jocelyn Getty too. Um, oh, sweet. And it's like, I feel like it's kind of the West's answer to Sailor Moon. Like they, they describe the environment as like, as like Middle Earth meets Manhattan and this, everyone's always like glyphing on their rune phones. I don't know if I'm allowed to be talking about this, but whatever. Um, <laughs> but it makes me laugh so hard. Just that idea. So it's just like teens in this like medieval magical space who all have like powers. There's like four of us and we all have powers. Yeah. And it's like with Nickelodeon and they're already building action figures. And I'm like, oh, is this going to be a thing? Like, am I going to be responsible to this weird elf I play? I play the character that no one would want the action figure of. I love that. (laughs) No, you might be signing, like meeting weird people. I'm going to meet some weird people, I think. Oh, I hope so. Me too. That's what I want. I would love to be, uh, yeah, like a weird character. Um, like just adored by a niche of weirdos? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's so cool. I mean, yeah, I guess my family is a niche group of weirdos, but that's not the same. Do they adore you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Big then. time. Uh, no, actually. Aww. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> this has been the most... Okay, I gotta say, I usually do this podcast in the late afternoon, and I think because it's early, my brain is so clunked out. Do you think it's clunky, or do you think it's smooth? <laughs> 
<laughs> How do you like your peanut butter? Clunky or smooth? Do you think my brain is clunked out? Or do you think it's like a smooth ride? Um... Because I'm, like, making bad jokes. Like, how do you say fox? Or, like, my family is uh, like that. Do they adore you? No. <laughs> like, what the fuck am I talking Maybe about? Maybe more vulnerable at this early hour of after I'm 1 mega, p.m. <laughs> I'm mega vulnerable. You're mega vulnerable. And I, I'm i also dumb. I woke up late today, and I'm... I, I get a cl- I'm full clunky. Yeah, but doing all these writing gigs, you get up. You have a regular schedule, right? Well, that's what with cartoons you don't because you go into to a summit for like a few days, but then you just have your scripts and you just have to finish them. Like you just have to get in your outlines and your drafts on oh, your own yeah. time. Not well by the deadlines, but as you see fit. Nice. So you can make your own schedule. Well, I'm going to be real for you and t- and maybe break down even for the people listening why my brain is so um, clunked up, clunked out, clunky. Uh, Kathleen's been gone for two days and this is going to sound weird, but (laughs) I've eaten very bad the two days she's been gone and I can't sleep at night because I'm scared. (laughs) What are you scared of? Okay. So two nights ago at like midnight, I watched the documentary active killing. Oh, you can't watch that late at night. And then I tossed and turned all night and thought about it until, like, it was time to go out yesterday. You know what I'm saying? Of course. I'm still sort of thinking about it. so disturbing. Then last night, I watched the season finale of Fargo. Which I assume was scary. I'm not... It's mega intense. The whole season's intense. Yeah, that's not late night watch... you should not be watching that late night alone. I've been watching. Young man. I've been eating chips and watching tons of murder, yeah. and then going to bed without my wife and tossing and turning. And like f- fictional murder that's very styled, very real, and like very real murder by very about very real people. Yeah, yeah. I think the act of killing broke my mind for a bit because I'm the type of person that was like, peace. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's how, Sorry, that's, how, that's how cool I am. Just one more time. Can Peace. You? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? So anyways, everyone that listens to this knows that I digress like crazy, but that was like real true and I needed to get it out. You need to get it out. You've been scared at night. So that's why I think I'm clunked up because I have had no sleeps and I've thought about murder the whole time while being sick on chips. Oh, man. I also ate, like, a ton of, like, uh, Chinese food at the Eaton Center yesterday. <laughs> at the Eaton Center. <laughs> and then, Didn't even want to bring it up. It was called, like, Szechuan Hut. And then... Uh, he said as if that justified <laughs> The word Szechuan should have been classy, right? But the word hut should have been <laughs> it otherwise. It's the word hut you got to pay attention yeah. to. But then I was doing a stand-up show last night, and Alex Nussbaum, I don't know, mm-hmm. you know him? Yeah. We have the same eye doctor. Oh. Just saying. Funny. Good. Just saying, everyone. <laughs> uh, he has to do this podcast um, before he goes to L.A. But here's the thing. I he was supposed to go eye on. Doctor. Anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was supposed to go on. Then he was going to go on after me. And then <laughs> right before I w- he was about to, uh, or I was about to go on, my stomach I think must have remembered the Chinese food. <laughs> remembered the hut. <laughs> remembered the hut. <laughs> Szechuan the hut. <laughs> and then I grabbed Alex in a cold sweat and was like, 
you have to switch a little bit. You know what I mean? And then he did. Did you luckily. swear like that? Like your whole, like what? Like you were Yeah, like I was stroke? falling apart. Yeah. Yeah, and then I went downstairs. And anyways, there was a, the bathroom was downstairs at this show. And anyways, so this is a long story, but I I'm totally took it away from you. But I've been a mess since Kathleen's been gone <laughs> for two days. But then was- this this young guy who doesn't know me because he's new and that's fine, you know. <laughs> <laughs> did not know which not- kind of hut. <laughs> <laughs> Hot frequenter he was dealing with, stand-up extraordinaire and hot man. But I, I just mean it because he introduces me like this. Like, I, I have some fine credits as a... You have some terrific credits. ...comedian, and then he goes, your next act was not supposed to be the headliner, but he ended up being the headliner because uh, he had to go to the bathroom so bad. <laughs> that and is- so I started my set by being like... You know what, guys? This is... Uh, and then I told the story of the goddamn Szechuan the Hut, <laughs> And I had to fucking own it. Well, I'm sure you did because you headline all the time. And that kid needs to know what's what at the hut. <laughs> you gotta know hut's hut. There's nothing worse than a terrible intro where you're like, am I just gonna throw my set out and address the way you've chosen to bring me on stage? Or yeah, just cruise through it? So I'm sorry I took five minutes out to like really unload but I, I think i needed to do that i think you really needed to it sounds like you've had a really traumatic two days <laughs> but like kathleen was gone for like most of the summer doing different shows like how did you survive then i toss and turn at night uh, i think i hear ghosts the cats scare me disturbing documentaries <laughs> yeah no it's usually fine but it was more it was definitely she her being gone and my choices this this time it was really they were bad well i'm so happy she's coming home today for you. Yeah, thanks very much. Because <laughs> I can't stay here all night. I mean, <laughs> can't watch you. <laughs> okay, any other credits you want to say before we dive in? I'm going to take oh, a bite man. of this. Yeah. This one's mine, right? I think so, yeah. This yeah. one's mine. Okay. Um, also, we have more squares than we can eat, so I say just sample like a dandy. <laughs> just do take bites of them all. Oh, yeah. Um, no, I don't know. No. <laughs> okay. Well... You're very funny. Thank you. Super darn funny. But people are listening that don't know you for for some damn reason already got that from Uh, the first 20 minutes, I'm sure. From all my hut material. (laughs) I set you up. You got to be honest. You set me up. That was like like the T-ball of setups. You didn't even have to lob it. It was right there for me to whack off the post. (laughs) uh, T-ball. Yeah, I got really sick um, from a um, shitty Chinese food. Go. (laughs) Oh, brother. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, light me up. Um, yeah. Do you have any utopian ideas? Okay. I was thinking about it on the subway ride over here, um, which was in no way a utopia. My utopia is not underground. <laughs> Step one. Sure, no one's is. But I was thinking that I do, that, like, variety is very important to me. So I think, like, I kind of met, like, every morning I could wake up and decide, like, today it's like a like a East Coast beach environment. And, like, tomorrow it's like a, like a tropical setting. And the next day it's, like, the Montana wild. I've never yeah. been to Montana. But you know what I mean? And the then, tundra. The t- <laughs> I might skip the tundra. <laughs> it doesn't have to be all of them. It could just be whatever environment I would choose. So you want to <clears throat> cherry pick beauty locations on the world and squeeze them together. Yeah, but I want, like, a different one every day or for every couple days. Like, I can just change it when I want to. Wow. And, um, like, but are you still in the same place or are you traveling? 
No, I think I'm in the same place. Like, I'm just kind of holding court. And it's the same people, but but it's just like a new set. So you have a ton of uh, clothes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I got all weather gear. (laughs) Yeah, okay. (laughs) It's just me, a ton of different environments, and a sporting life that I can live in. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that sounds really nice. Doesn't it? Yeah. Um, Montana mountain range. Love that. Uh, beach, tropical beach. Beach, like an East Coast kind of beach. You're from here, right? I'm from here. No, Toronto. Toronto. Oh, right. Sweet. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I feel like people that are from Canada always want that Canada woodsiness sometimes yeah definitely that sometimes i said like the cottage country the cottage country country. and i think like whatever new environment it was each day like the theme of the day would kind of be reflected by that environment so like if it's a cottage day it's like we're having a cottage day you know what i mean but if it's like a montana day who knows what we're doing? <laughs> You're good. Wrestling cattle or something. The annual running of the buffalo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, shooting arrows towards a mountain. Yeah, <laughs> just into it. <laughs> um, that'd be funny if you... Anyways, you're the cartoon writer. But if an arrow pierced a mountain and it deflated, cartoon style. Hey, that would be great. Um, okay, so that's in your world too. <laughs> Since you like it so much. Also, also there's some zany sight gags in my <laughs> utopia. In my utopia, sight gags. Yeah. Slapstick. It's the kind of place where you can throw a circle onto the ground and then fall into a hole, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Can you hear that? Yeah, so um, People, if you can hear that scraping, that's one of my cats going crazy in the litter box. Oh, my God. I hope it doesn't stink. <laughs> I, I thought because the scraping stopped, you were like, oh my god, I hope she's not dead. <laughs> like, she just keeled over in there. And then we just had to deal with that. Like, she's covering herself up? Yeah. In the litter box? Uh, like, I'm a piece of shit. Oh my god. No, I'm sure. Okay. Now she's just hanging out in there. What else have you thought of? Yeah. Well, one time. Yeah, that's the thing. Anyways, I've digressed too much. I'm going to stick here with you. But yeah. Okay, that's good. <laughs> Okay, so one time, um, I, I will say, it stank really bad. And I was like, Wolfman, and she had litter all over her face. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, what the hell? Anyways. Gross. Okay, well, so all these welcome. locations, whenever you want, switch it up. Switch it up. Um, do you, like, if it's a beach day, you go out and, on the surfboard? Well, here's... No, never on a surfboard. I don't care for surfing. <laughs> oh. I'm beach go- volleyball. Sure. Um... Sure, sure, Chris. <laughs> you idiot. No. <laughs> but the other thing I think that would be fun and weird, and I have a hunch you're going to make fun of me about, but I think it would be cool that like a lot of my time spent in this utopia would be like learning new random skills at an accelerated rate, like either with like a figure that was like a like like a full Sam Elliott. For like the the more masculine activities, and then like a very witchy Angelica Houston for the feminine activities, just be a series of training montages of me learning to like whittle and <laughs> play the harp and like whatever other random thing. But you'd be able to learn all that super fast. Yeah, like in a day. I wouldn't make fun of you. That's what I want. Really? I want to know everything. Me too. I can't sleep at night because I'm scared because I want to know everything so fast. 
That's why you're scared, or is it scared because you watch Fargo too late? <laughs> well, there's this pretty scary part in it. Anyways, you'll see. <laughs> Anyways, why would I make fun of you? I've laid all of this other shit on the line like 10 minutes ago. That's so embarrassing. <laughs> Okay, so, yeah, I yeah, love that. You see, so it could be like, today's the Montana Day, and like this weird Sam Elliott type figure. Is I picture Sam be like, Elliott being like, here's how you throw an axe yeah, at the mountain. Today, we whittle. Like, just that vibe. And then at the end, you like know how to carve stuff. Yeah, that's. But if it's so fast, would you run out of skills fast? To learn, I, I mean. Like, you'd have all these skills. And then what do you do if you become this perfect person walking around this earth that's interchangeable with whatever you like? That's you know maybe it's not that you learn it all in a day because otherwise you'd just be like you'd be a real dick. I think you'd be a god. <laughs> you are a god, um, <laughs> which is probably a dick, a dick. if you meet um, them. But you could like, like you, and you could revisit skill sets. I think, but what you could learn in a day is way more advanced than what you could learn in a day like on Earth. So it still feel really satisfying at the end of every like training day and whatever thing you were doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's always more to learn. It's going to take a while for you to become a master whittler. Yeah. <laughs> but I uh, I like that. Because I, I've been thinking these days uh, a lot about... Um, <laughs> He's choked up. He's so much. <clears throat> like earning your beer at the end of the day. Oh, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Oh, it was you. Sorry, there's Bernadette. Hi, Bernadette. You look very proud of whatever you just made. <laughs> Um, uh, it's true, though. She's like, hmm? Yeah, I smell that. Yeah, I did that. Um, um, yeah, like, I, I was like, uh, just like an interview I was reading from a cool, manly, old school guy. He was like, you got to feel like you earn your beer, right? And I'm like, that struck me so much because what am I going to stay inside and watch Netflix all day and then go have a beer? Like, that's. And then go to, go to bed scared. <laughs> Ah, shit. Well, that's like when you said beach I'm volleyball. Toast. It's why ball, not because beach volleyball is not fun, but because, like, I was thinking, like, I used to go to this island off the coast of Massachusetts with my dad every summer. It was this really small island with huge tides. So you'd spend the day out there, like, digging for clams for your supper. That was really fun. And you go back and you'd be all, like, sandy and it'd smell like the sea. And then you go back and, like, dump these clams to whoever hadn't clammed and was going to cook them and, like, crack an ice cold beer. And it was, like, the best. Wait, you did that? Yeah, every summer. Oh, wow. So it's like incorporated into my utopia, I think. Yeah, that's really nice. You should have been more detailed. I didn't know all about all this. <laughs> well, you were you're doing a lot of sidebars about <laughs> your night terrors. <laughs> I can't believe I admitted that. But I love that. I love it. Uh, so you have a beer while someone cooks. Yeah, or often... Boils well, the clams. Or often a martini at my... Because that's what we do in my family. But there, there was always a really? real option. Yeah, but we're real. You get to have family. martinis with your family. If you're with my dad at seven o'clock, you will have a martini. Seven p.m. Yeah. Okay. But his martinis are so. This is weird. His martinis are so budget in the funniest way because he just he buys vodka and puts it in the freezer, and then his martini oh, is just a glass of vodka on ice, no vermouth, and then olive juice that he's stolen from the Olive Garden at Loblaws. Oh my god! He does because he doesn't like the olives. He just likes the olive juice. So he goes to a dirty martini. Yeah, but he goes to and the only olive juice that doesn't have oil is like Kalamata olive juice. So he just has this jar in the fridge of like pink olive juice. How does he get it? Just by being like a charming old man with an empty. He just like takes an empty water bottle and like reaches into it and fills it up with olive juice and puts it in his like little man purse. (laughs) I'm shocked. 
<laughs> so you'll come over and you'll be like, you want a martini, son? Because he will call you son if you're younger than him, no matter how old you are. Yeah. And you'll be like, uh, sure, Mr. Rosen. And then he'll just pour a glass of vodka into a stolen first class airport glass that he's stolen. Is it a martini glass? No, it's just like the little glasses they give you for wine on the plane. Uh, he has a bunch of those stolen. Then he'll fill it with ice, fill it with vodka, and pour some stolen olive juice onto it. Pink olive juice from the fridge and be like, and that's what a martini is? Do not question me. Oh my <laughs> Enjoy. God. Does he actually live in a house or just a bunch of old mattresses in <laughs> <and> a tarp? <laughs> Shockingly, he lives indoors. <laughs> That's very, insane to me. It's well, and what's extra insane why he gets away with it is my dad is like very handsome and it's like old school Hollywood. How old is he? Like seventy two. So he just is like old, handsome, like white haired man, so no one's questioning him, and then he does the strangest shit. Hold on, I just need to yell into my laundry basket silver fox. <laughs> yes. He's a son. So yeah, see so if Silver Fox is okay, then Fox should be okay. Yeah, well, it's about time we get to say weird names to, about men. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that's so cool. I love that budget. Uh, the the most um, fancy drink, but uh, accumulated from free things. Like it's so. It's, I love it. And now when I order a martini at a bar, that's pretty much what I ask for. I'm like, I'd like a double vodka on the rocks with olive juice in it. Don't. Don't fuck it. Don't fuck with it. <laughs> oh, wait. I missed this part. Did you say no vermouth? He does no vermouth? Why not? He's just like, he can't be bothered to dick with it. The man's drinking like two or three martinis a night. He can't be bothered to go get the vermouth every time, and he doesn't shake them, so. I don't know if that's a martini then. <laughs> no, it's a glass of vodka <laughs> with stolen Greek olive juice. <laughs> but we call it a martini. Holy and it's delicious shit. after clamming. <laughs> Yes, well, of course. Yeah, you have to earn that drink. Yeah, you have to earn that too. Yeah. Oh my God, that's amazing. Okay, so clamming is definitely going to happen quite often. Yeah. Uh, homemade martini. Homemade martini. Yeah. See, I'm a gin guy. I do Bombay Sapphire martinis. I like those too. I always order those when I'm out. I, when I'm out, I always order gin just for fun. But at yeah. home, I have vodka for whatever. Gee, I should make uh, martinis for uh, before my baby is born. <laughs> <laughs> like while Kathleen's in labor, like in an old school, like, in a pipe, <laughs> or like just because you feel like you won't be allowed to have one ever again once you have a kid. <laughs> like smoking a pipe, and they're like, "Can you put that out?" And I'm like, "This is the last <laughs> martini." <laughs> the hospital, I will get to drink. Um, what else are we missing? Lots Wait, I'm of stuff. curious about this. Do you feel like you're not allowed to have martinis ever after your kid's born? I'm just a nervous Nelly. I'll go nuts. Sure. I, I don't want to be tipsy around um, a human that's constantly tipsy. <laughs> <laughs> sure. For a while, but you can have... You realize, like, once you're... Tra- like, eventually... Like, my dad's drinking martinis all the time. I'm fine. I'm sitting here with you. <laughs> like, oh, once they're up. in... Yeah, once they're in uh, nursery school, I'm getting wasted. <laughs> so you want to have a martini before your kid's in nursery school is basically what you're Yeah. Saying. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, well. There's so, we, we so much to think about. I'm really out. nervous. Are you? I can. Of I would course, be, I'd be freaking out. But I'm excited too. We're excited and nervous. It's ridiculous. How many? How many? How much yelling of your feelings are you doing into the laundry basket inside your closet <laughs> about this oncoming child? 
Well, you know, the clothes in the laundry basket were just, you know, a little dirty just from wearing them one day. But after yelling in there all the time, <laughs> they, they come out covered in soot. It's crazy. What's in your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> just like vibes. Yeah. I got a soot mouth. <laughs> Sooty mouth. This kid's giving me a sooty mouth. <laughs> I get chimneys mixed up with my uh, throat. <laughs> Uh, is Dick Van Dyke just in there whistling and cleaning it up? <laughs> that sounded weirder than I wanted to. <laughs> I was going for a Mary Poppins reference, and it just sounded like I was making a very crude joke. Do you know that all of Britain hates his accent in that movie? Hates Dick Van Dyke's accent? In Mary Poppins. I mean, he's phony in that accent. It's pretty loose. Yeah. It's like a clown. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like a clown. Yeah. I don't know why they didn't just make him an American. I think all music bands should be mad at him for doing that one-man band <laughs> costume. All music bands? <laughs> like, hey, get some more people to play those. <laughs> get some friends. <laughs> get some friends to play with you. Uh, oh, my God. This has been a crazy episode so far, in my opinion. Let me... Uh, I'm really out of it. What did I want to ask? Okay, but yeah. Is your house going to change depending on the environment? Yes. Okay. Like, yeah. if it changes, are you going to be inside <laughs> while it changes? I, I'm imagining the way it works is, like, you go to sleep in the one house, and then you wake up, and, like, you dream about the next house that you want to have, because there's only I mean, good... you wake you up in that have, house. Yeah, and then you wake up in that house in that environment, because there's only good dreams in this environment. Okay. I feel like, it's my goddamn utopia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can say. Yeah. Only good dreams. Only good dreams. Yeah. Um, what else? Anything else? Did you have any other ideas? I mean... That was it. You just want different environments. I just want different How many people are around in this world of yours? Like, I think, are you like, sure? not a ton, but, like, different pockets of people that I can see at different times everybody that's come on here doesn't want a ton of people around well who's like you know what i love crowds <laughs> i want it to be overpopulated in my perfect world yeah you're right there's that. no one that's like um i like this it's cozy overpopulation no no weird eh we all know globally that there <laughs> should be way less of us isn't that the weirdest global yeah. awareness idea yeah, like when people are just free to describe their perfect space, there's way less people in than are in the world. Well, I noticed like <clears throat> from rising from poor to extremely rich, it's always like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> when I read about it <laughs> or watch a movie about it, <laughs> are you dying right now? <laughs> Swallow it. <laughs> obvious way <laughs> on my rise from being poor to extremely rich <laughs> no i mean what i've noticed when i read your apartment <laughs> but if you just looking at the world through the internet box yes the natural thing is is like uh you know like even airplanes are like coach then like Business, business with less class. people and first class there's even less and people. And then like fuck you class. Yeah. yeah. And people who build yeah, people like tend to 
But literally yeah. becoming more successful always leads to like isolating people. yourself. Yeah. Like people are like, I own an island in Tahiti. That's how rich I am. Yeah. Which translates to stay away from me, stinky. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's so like, why, why is that a part of us? Our whole thing is we evolve together as a society. Uh, there's no doubt about it. We all need each other. And yet, uh, we're constantly striving to be away from each other. It's fa- it's why I always find it fascinating when like or having people around us on our terms. Yeah, which I guess is how because like, there's, then there's the few millionaires millionaires not not anymore. Of take a look at the economy, billionaires. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about, uh, but like who choose to be rich in New York, which is always interesting to me because like, they always have a penthouse or the top built, but like you can't you can't move away from the people. And once you go into the city, it's undiscriminating of how busy it is. So I think there is a certain type. But those are the type that like catching a show. <laughs> right? Ever since you've become extremely rich, you've really understood the lingo of extremely rich. <laughs> oh, I want to be. Uh, I'd like to catch a show. Let's say. I feel like if I was extremely rich for real, I would use it to just go on hikes in nature more. Nothing too crazy. Like maybe have a place like in the woods, that, Montana. Yeah, Montana. Yeah. Well, you can come to my utopia whenever it's a Montana day. I actually got r- r- excited for real. <laughs> and we're, okay. Yeah, I would love to go um, walk around Montana. Actually, so, it's so funny. Some Another guest, past guest, their utopia was Montana. Just Montana. Sarah Schaefer, do you know her? No. American comedian. Funny. But cool. the thing is, is, it reminded me that Ted Turner owns like most of it. And him and Jane Fonda have this like ideal uh, sort of range with the whole, like that's their home. And then like a whole, with Buffalo on it, I think. And like a whole mountain range as their view. Yeah. That would be a dream. Yeah. I need ultimately. You have to own a t- ton of TV. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're getting there. Uh, my My dreams, I think still, like I'd like to have that sometimes, but I think... Like, I grew up close enough to water that, like, having ocean is very important to me. So I think the Montana ideal wouldn't... I couldn't sustain it for very long as my paradise because I have to have the sea. You grew up close to the sea in Toronto? No, but we had the lake, which still felt like that. And then all the places I went, travel with my family, like, they have a place in Florida that we would go to or this place in Massachusetts and then living in Halifax. Like, a lot of my... Very comfortable with the sea and, like, tides and getting food from the sea. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm from the sea. Uh, the sea. <laughs> you were born from, as we all know, you were <laughs> incepted in the sea. And now look at me. Yeah. I've made it. But the thing is, is uh, yeah, every human being should crawl out of the sea with the goal <laughs> to become extremely rich. <laughs> but I was born in Toronto, but I have a connection to the sea too. It's weird. I So, yeah. So my utopian world, I think, primarily would involve sea environments. I love it. But like a big wooden kind of farmy house yeah near the sea don't you love the maritimes yes my mom's whole family's from new brunswick it's so beautiful out there it's so nuts yeah they grew up on the bay of fundy Ugh. and we, when i go out there and visit i go on like whale watching you go on whale watching <laughs> <laughs> you go on whales i, I get whale watching, watching i get whale watching mixed up with weight watchers <laughs> I go Which whale watching while I'm on Weight Watchers. <laughs> and the whales make me feel better about my weight. 
They're huge. <laughs> yeah. Is that Thanks, how you guys. Taught them? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I go on the boat, I just move my hand around the ocean, go, ooh. I like doing that noise. Okay. Yeah, you're good at it. Anything else? So, not a lot of people. Well, like, you're not. All the like, losers good. are dead. All, yeah. You didn't say that, but I got what you were yeah. getting at. It's not that they're not invited, they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> but it would be all, like, all my favorite people, all, like, the best kind of people. Like, people who are great conversationalists without being dicks about it. People You're, you can just chat with forever. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, I love interesting people, and, yeah. and and everyone's funny. And some of them are teaching you crafts the whole time. Yeah, well, Sam Elliott and Angelica Houston are. Yeah, taking turns. <laughs> Angelica Houston, man, I love her. Jeez. Yeah, wouldn't it be fun if she like taught me how to like weave? <laughs> Jack Nicholson really blew it with her, eh? Yeah. <laughs> I like how you didn't like my... You're like, I don't want to listen to these two women weaving in your utopia. Let's talk about Jack Nicholson's family well, as a man. I did, uh, I did move away pretty fast because the idea of weaving is so goddamn boring to me. <laughs> Fair enough. You don't have to learn it. No, but I'm glad that you and Angelica will be doing it. That's not my first choice of the things she could teach me. It's just something I thought of. Or she teaches me some really elaborate Look, culinary Look, you want these skills. giant, like, mega uh, Hollywood celebs that are indelible in the history of Hollywood... To teach you wood whittling and weaving. <laughs> I think, like the most boring things in the world. Here's what I actually want. Okay. In, in, in a more spiritual zone of it. That's just who I'm imagining. But I kind of want the masculine side of myself and the feminine side of myself to be represented as two figures. Right. Who take turns teaching me skills that represent those two sides of my personality. And if I had to give them a face, one would be Sam Elliott and one would be Angelica. <laughs> those are the two beings that live within me. I love that. That's such That's a good... That's what I'm really saying. Interesting. Wow. I wish I knew who my two guys were. I think they're both Tilda Swinton. <laughs> <laughs> so one sort of Conan O'Brien, because they look the same. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I would love that. They're both Tilda Swinton. Just Tilda Swinton. A bunch of Tilda Swintons are in my head, freaking me out. <laughs> you don't even have two sides of your person. It's not the masculine and the feminine. It's just uh, uh, a murder of Tilda Swinton. Uh, okay. Oh, let me see. Oh, that's good. Um, yeah, this is fun. Are you having fun? I'm having a great time. Okay, good. Me too. I, I'm out of it today, but I like that we're, we're it's having fun. Yeah. I should stop saying I'm out of it. This is fine. Right? You're not as... What did we decide it was? Clunked up? Clunky. You're not as clunky as you think you are. Okay, good. Um, yeah, it is because it's earlier in the day. Um, but you know what? People listening to this, they'll listen to it all, all hours of the day. They'll have no freaking idea. They won't know. Yeah. There's no concept of time. It's not even that early. No, it's like 2 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 2 p.m., but I just toss a turd all night. Thinking there were ghosts all around me. Murderous. <laughs> That's so scary. I don't like... Did you I, watch The Art of Killing? The Act of Killing? No, I've been... Oh, the Act of Killing? Uh, psyching... <laughs> like, <laughs> too much? <laughs> sort of artful the way they... Uh... It's called The Act of Killing, but man, did they make it an art. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I keep... I was talking about it with um, Kayla and James Gangle the other night, actually, and I keep oh, yeah. psyching myself up to watch it. But it's one of those things where, like, I want to see it intellectually... But I'm yes. not like, oh, it's Friday night. What do I feel like doing? <laughs> Watching some people get killed. No, <laughs> like but you I don't watch can't. them get killed. I know. You watch them talk about how psyched they are about killing. It's interesting. I know. It seems fascinating. I'm dying to see it. 
Um, and I didn't mean to be cavalier in the way I described the content. I just, uh, you know what I mean? It's the kind of thing you psych yourself up to watch, not the kind of thing that you like can't wait to get home from work. And oh, watch. there's so many sad movies I haven't watched yet that I'm supposed to watch. Yeah. But it's like, why? You know? There's another one I'm dying to see that's a documentary. I forget the name of it. But it's about this guy. They found this documentary filmmaker found this footage of this guy who just documented his life from like 1983 to 2015, like everything. Uh-huh. And it's him. Like it starts with him being like this skinny young guy who's going to be like, "This is going to be the year I'm going to be." And he just keeps getting older and fatter and living in his mom's basement and like sleeping with prostitutes and all this like disturbing stuff. And he keeps trying to like get himself out of it. And oh like you can God. see him on every. You can see just a time lapse of him on every single New Year's going backwards. Of What's him it being, called? I'll find out and send it to you. All of you. I'll send it to all of you. Is it called What a Loser? <laughs> no. <laughs> but then there's some weird thing about how Carl Sagan shot, like, all that shit into space in 1977. Like, that, like, Mozart's whatever and the image. And yeah. they also shot this guy's footage into space later because they were like, hey, aliens, this is a human life. That's uh, what it looks like. <laughs> You're so bummed out by uh, that? Like, yeah. I, don't want I, to know. I really am. <laughs> like, when aliens finally do come to this planet... And they're coming soon. Uh, <laughs> next summer, 2016. Uh, yeah, we're going to have to be careful of who they talk to. Yeah, we got to keep <laughs> that guy away from them. <laughs> yeah. I think I sent someone cool. <laughs> uh, they're like, what's Facebook? We're like, uh, nothing. You know? Don't worry about Don't read it. If we had to send one person on Earth, like one celebrity, or, from, or across history, they can be alive or dead, to yeah. like go greet the aliens, like who do you think our best bet is? Barack Obama? He's pretty... He's pretty charming. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> was like, even if he's... I even, need even, to give you a deafening <laughs> silence after that. But even if he's full of shit, uh... Which all presidents are. That's their job, right? Is to make shit seem chill. He's very charming and very diplomatic. I just was hoping... I think I was just hoping for a more fun answer than the current president, which is who we'd probably send. Well, then I would say Keanu Reeves' character in Point Break. That's what I'm looking for. Thank you. (laughs) Which I'm sure Barack studied. (laughs) Sir, we're about to hit the campaign trail. Well, this is the other day... We need to watch Point Break one more time. (laughs) You're going down, Bodie. Uh, I mean, <laughs> ISIS. <laughs> uh, well, like, I saw this thing the other day. He just day. keeps referring to ISIS as Bodie. <laughs> Harsh tokes, Bodie. <laughs> no, but I saw this thing the other day where they were like, Barack O'Donnell. <laughs> This is one of my giddiest episodes. <laughs> Barack Madonna. Barack Madonna, the greatest <laughs> human mashup in the history of time. Imagine. Um. Oh God. No, you don't like it. Okay. <laughs> I. You know what? When I think of Madonna, what the, do you think of when you think of Madonna? I'm very curious. Well, because I uh, grew up with a sister and a mother. Okay. Classic and, stuff. Uh, I think my dad was around, but. They were like, they played the Vogue CD or whatever it was, mm-hmm. like to the max. And so I really liked it. Yeah. And that era of Madonna is the best. Like when the, the book came out and it was all. Her sex book? Sex book, yeah. yeah. And like she was in Dick Tracy. 
<laughs> oh yeah, and a league of their own. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And, She's good. Uh, yeah. So that's the Madonna I like remembering. Yeah. I don't like the Madonna that. Um, what's that guy from the Banksy documentary? Uh, oh, the like weird guy that it's a, that it ends up being about. Yeah, and then she like got he made an album cover for her, and I'm oh, like, ah, yeah. oh, you, ah. Uh. Yeah, it's like it sort of like feels like she lost touch with. You don't have to be like hot and like you know breaking boundaries or whatever. Like you don't have to be so hot and like in tune with everything. You have to be so hot. <laughs> I mean, like hot as in like hip. buzz. Yeah. yeah, hip. Yeah, she's a fox. I just yelled into my laundry box. Skid her down the hallway. <laughs> I just waited here. Um, no, but and I. Do you know what I'm trying to say? My mind is broken right now. But yeah, yeah, I, I, and I agree with you. She when doesn't she want to be old. Kabbalah, she doesn't want to be old. She doesn't want to be old. Just be old. She named her daughter a name I find hard to pronounce. What is Lourdes, it? Lourdes. I don't know how to say it. Isn't that that popular singer? No, that's Lord. <laughs> that girl's name is Lord. I think. It, <laughs> You know what? I'm not doing this with you. <laughs> but I'm, I'm like, I'm saying like the. I forgot where we were even going with this. Like good era Madonna mixed with Barack Obama. Right. Yeah. Then yes, that'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah, but like we're so far from that now. <laughs> like yeah. Barack Obama with that like pointy bra. Yeah, and just like a fun energy. <laughs> yeah. A fun attitude about sexuality. Yeah. Friends with a lot of gay men. She did a lot of cool stuff back then. She was cool as hell. She was super political, but like in a fun way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now it's I like, cannot believe how long we've been talking about Madonna. Now it's like grandma just trying to be like, put on that uh, record, you know? I'm going to dance. <laughs> it is. That is what it's like. <laughs> it is. That, that'd be funny if like in between songs at one of her concerts now, she just went, I'm dancing to records. <laughs> Watch my body move. <laughs> Vogue. Uh, yeah, no, I would. Oh, yeah. So someone asked Barack Obama what his favorite song of 2015 was. And it was that Money song by Kendrick Lamar. Mm-hmm. And my knee-jerk reaction cause, was like, see, he's cool. But then I thought, like, ah, someone told him to say that probably. Like, come on. Like, what do you think? Is he cool for real or is he just a uh, puppet like they all are? Man. It's a tough political question. Well, you're going to need I, to know it on uh, Utopia to Me. <laughs> I really feel like my Utopia is not <laughs> being demanded to answer political <laughs> questions, but I guess that's part of it. Uh, no, I think that I think that's real because I don't think that um, his like weird white handlers all around him would pick that song necessarily for him to say as his favorite. Not that it's a problem to say it, but I wonder if that would like, if he's cultivating the exact image that the people around him think he should, or if he's just kind of doing his own thing. It's hard to say. Actually. Yeah. That's pretty intense because the cover of Kendrick Lamar's album was like, have you seen it? It's, it's in front of the white house and it's like Kendrick in like a huge, a gang of buddies on the White House lawn and, like, a dead white judge in front of them. So that's pretty sweet that, like, the president is actually, like... Yeah, I feel like no one... I like this. I feel like it's an an involved thing if someone told him to say that, knowing that would be the case. I feel like people who are, like, political handlers are always more nervous than the politicians they handle. Otherwise, why do they need handlers? They're like, say, Bonnie Raitt. (laughs) 
She must have had an album out this year. She's a hit. <laughs> the one guy on Barack Obama's staff that loves Bonnie Raitt and won't let it go. Everyone being like, she might be dead. Stop it. <laughs> I just think Bonnie's doing some cool stuff. We could use our political influence to kind of get her back in the media. You guys know what I mean? I feel like I've Get re- Jeff out of here. Yeah. I really unlocked uh, that era of growing up with my mom and sister for a sec. Bonnie okay? Raitt and Madonna. Um yeah, I'm okay, but what is... How should we end this? Do you have any more ideas about your utopia? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like... We digress to the max. We digress to the max. I feel like we didn't really fully build my utopia. Like, it's definitely a place that has some changes in it, and then my, my inner man and inner woman teach me some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And some cool Sam people Elliott, are there. <laughs> Angelica Houston. Um... Yeah, what are the other questions you usually ask people about their utopia? I feel like Oh, I'm, there's not that many people around. There's not that many people around. I feel like You are drinking I, dirty martinis. I'm drinking dirty martinis, but no one ever gets like hungover or anything like that. They're good for you. Yeah. Um They give you power. Yeah. I don't know. The last few uh episodes I've been letting it cruise cuz people have their own ideas. So I, I think like maybe that. I would I think it would be fun to take lovers in like an old like seventies novel kind of way, where like I just live in the big house up the hill and like just like a man comes to live with me for like two weeks and we have a torrid affair and then I send him on his way and then hang out for a bit. That's like a seventies novel or like a Harlequin romance. <laughs> no, because it's because the Harlequin romances are too torrid. That to yeah. me is more of like you know like seventies artists like yeah she would he would come to her cabin for a while and they would just like make art and like. <laughs> fuck in front of fireplaces for a bit and then he'd take so many off fireplaces again. in the 70s yeah i just want to i don't want to do some fireplace sex in my utopia okay <laughs> Is like that okay even on the like the tropical setting no that one would have a different <laughs> sex area <laughs> <laughs> what's the tropical beach sex area <laughs> that's a great question yeah, geez, are we going to have to go back to the 70s to find a tropical beach book? We might. Somewhere in like a, a grove or a glen of some kind. Does that make sense? I'm going to try I this. think it's outdoors. What's this, lemon square? Lemon coconut, yeah. I think... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Tell me more about this sex area where you eat this lemon square. <laughs> I think um, there's definitely some kind of... Um, Toucan sitting on the window watching you. <laughs> um, maybe some monkeys making noise outside. <laughs> but I'm just, I still don't know the area yet. I feel like it's on a canopy bed outside on a secluded Ooh, beach. Nice. With a mosquito net. With like a mosquito net. And I, No, there's no mosquitoes. It's utopia, Chris. Come on. Well, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I have a terrible insect phobia, so there are no insects in my utopia. There we go. None. Should I delete all the Barack Obama Madonna stuff? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You talked about Madonna for so long. (laughs) And then I made a comment about how we'd been talking about Madonna for so long, and then you just kept talking about Madonna. Well, I need to feel like uh, I wrapped it up. Yeah. I don't know why anyone listens to me talk. The thing is, is uh, no bugs. It took us. See, sometimes you got to push through. Yeah, I. Feel We're like at an hour now, and we got we just discovered no bugs. That's very important to me. Yeah, there are no insects. Why? What happened? 
I don't know. It's um. It's I mean, a, no one really likes bugs, but but I have like a phobia. Like I can't even look at them or look at like photographs. Certain bugs are okay, but like anything, I can barely talk about it. And this is going to make you want to tell me a terrifying story about bugs, and I have to ask you not to because I will just get up and leave your apartment without addressing you or apologizing. That's how intense it is. Really? If anyone tries to tell me a story about like a cockroach or maggots or centipedes or millip- any of like the extra creepy bugs. I um. What about I grasshoppers? Grasshoppers are fine. <laughs> you just looked around my apartment. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh, it's very real. Like yeah, like there's other bugs that I can like tolerate their existence, but yeah. I don't want them. I don't it, like if they weren't around, I'd be fine with it. I can sacrifice butterflies to have no bugs anywhere ever. Wait, you don't want butterflies? Like, like you like butterflies. I like butterflies, beautiful. but like it opens up a can of worms. No pun intended. I'd rather just be like, you know what? There are no bugs here. Wait, are worms bugs now? No, I just I don't want them. <laughs> Get them out. You don't but, like little creatures at only, all. But only insect. Like mice are fine. Like rodents are fine. I have lizards, snakes. Like I have no problem with any other creepy crawling. Teeny animal. snakes. Teeny snakes. I love teeny. Have snakes. you ever seen baby snakes being born out of a big snake? <laughs> Like, you want those all over your face? The weirdest kid on the playground who just comes up to, like, comes up to a group of girls and is like, hey, you ever seen little snakes being born out of a big snake? And they all run and they're like, ah, Chris. What? Kindergarten is literally when I dropped out of school. (laughs) No, it isn't. Well, feels like it sometimes. Feels like it today. Here, um, Um, is there a thing that just happened to you when you were a kid that you were like no bugs please no i think it was a combination of my mom grew up in new york so it was always like very intense about like roaches or anything else like that but she's also terrified of rodents which i'm not so i didn't inherit that from her but the weirdest thing is like i never knew where it came from but it escalated as i grew up and i think there's a few different incidents but one is that like when i was much older i went back and watched like wrath of khan which i hadn't seen since i was a kid oh yeah and then the scene yeah and i was like but it wasn't just upsetting i was like this i was like this is part of my trauma like seeing this scene as a kid I didn't realize. Can it, you say what put, it was? They put the the bug thing in his helmet and it was in his ear. <laughs> what a <laughs> loser! Ear. I can't. Yeah, but check I, off, right? Check off. What a loser! But seeing that scene as an adult, I realized I actually part of my phobia was from seeing that scene when I was too young. Like it heightened it, but it's now it's it solidified it. Not so much that, but just being like in the tapestry of things that gave me this severe phobia i realized like that was a very specific thread that i didn't even remember i didn't even remember i'd seen the movie wow yeah hey we should uh i I should go back in time and think about the movies i saw when i was a kid for sure um (laughs) (laughs) yeah man (laughs) for sure that was the takeaway there Takeaway of that story about my crippling phobia. I think you should watch. You should remember some movies you've seen in the past. I think I need to start this podcast over. (laughs) Like I'm talking, every episode (laughs) needs to be deleted. I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs>
imagining people listening to us laughing for like 45 seconds. While they're driving. Yeah, like, what's happening? I really hope that happens. Oh, oh my God. Your whole traumatic story, though, about Wrath of Khan and the birth of bugs. Yeah. In your life, and I'm like, I should think about <laughs> that I've seen before. <laughs> Do you know I'm trying to pitch this podcast as a show? There's no fucking way. No, just don't use this episode as part of the pitch. I have to. I love that it's insane. I love that it's insane too. Wait, a show in what way? Like a live show? Uh, no, like a tape uh, show, but like yeah. a new, uh, live action. I shouldn't un- say. I just action. jinxed it. It's never going to happen. <laughs> on t- on the television. Yeah. Like, I think that would be great. On the old school television. Yeah. yeah. I just described this as not being live action because I got confused <laughs> about humans. Live action is happening right now, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, that would be so cool. <laughs> yeah, you will. Um, I don't think so. <laughs> not anymore. Um, it's so, yeah. Anyways, you'll see. You'll have a podcast one day, and you'll see. <laughs> okay, so no bugs. No the environment bugs. changes to your whim according to your dreams. According to my dreams, I can take lovers in a way that like everyone feels good about. We still don't know where, like in the uh, tropical. No, in a canopy zone. bed. Oh yeah, a secluded- mosquito net. No, we don't need a mosquito net because there's no bugs. All right. <laughs> um, there's no wrath of Khan anywhere. No, to rent. I do like that movie, but maybe I can watch it, but that scene isn't in it. Angelica Houston and um, uh, Sam, Sam Elliott. Elliott are in uh, teaching you super boring crafts. <laughs> They're not? What did she just do? I don't know. My hand was between my legs and she just sort of poked it. What a little goof. Sorry, yeah. that was Bernadette. We're talking about everybody. Um, they would teach me cool skills. Knife throwing. Um Yeah. Ancient dance. <laughs> yeah, there was skateboarding. <laughs> Sam Elliott, or who teaches you skateboarding? Angelica Ooh. Houston. I might. I think I have a younger inner teen cool guy. I just pictured you on a hat. Comes out. Oh, who's that? Barack Obama. Ooh, no, it's um, it's Marty McFly. Like it's my, it's that era. Michael J. Fox comes out and teaches me any, like any, uh, any young person skill. Oh, he's awesome. Yeah, from that era. Yeah. I think you, that was my first crush as a kid. Really? Marty? Marty McFly. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. He's a, he, he meant well. <laughs> sure. Do you want to think about some of the movies you saw? Well, I saw that movie. Um, maybe that's why I'm traumatized by um, people that look like Biff. <laughs> no offense. What do you mind? Are you saying I look like Biff? No, I'm just saying in general, if I leave this house and people that look like Biff come There's around. just a gaggle of Biffs waiting downstairs to be you up. In High Park. We heard what you said, man. All punching their own like hand, yeah. waiting for me. Um, yeah, what else? Uh, martinis. Um, oh, clams. Clams. I mean, really anything you'd want to eat. Uh, not a lot of people. But the enough. Losers are dead. <laughs> You out of that, but yes. Let's, uh, I'm going to do this. Everyone there is very interesting and very funny and very fun. Everyone's fun yeah. to like talk to and engage with. Yeah. No duds. There's right, no right. Duds. No duds. No plugs. Give me an example of a dud, please. <laughs> like a, 
I feel like I have to come up with a character of famous dud because I'm not going to out someone we know that I secretly think is a dud. Damn. <laughs> yeah, give me a famous dud. I don't know, like Ben Stein's not going to be there. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I bet you he's... It's, he's probably he, cool. He's isn't probably he a genius? Fun. He has that win Ben Stein's money thing. You're right. He probably has some cool trip. But, but like, that damn voice. Like, I know. Get out of here. You're a dud. <laughs> yeah, take that voice to outer space. <laughs> In the time, in yeah, in my utopia, Ben Carl Stein's Sagan's time capsule in outer space, but he's fine. <laughs> That'd be funny if, like, Carl Sagan's capsule that he sent to space was actually full of stuff with a note that says shit we don't like about Earth. So that's what they learned first. Just a shit list. Yeah. Here's all the people who've hurt my feelings <laughs> <laughs> by Carl Sagan. <laughs> I would love that. That's all he actually sent. Didn't send the Mozart or the image of Adam and Eve. He just sent a list of people who have been mean to him, to the aliens, and asked them <laughs> to get their revenge. Please help me. Um, an image help of Adam and Eve? Bullies. Or no, it's like, it was, the, it was not Adam and Eve, but it's like a, the, it's the outline silhouette of a male figure and the outline silhouette of a female figure, I believe. Good Lord. Because I couldn't do like anything full nude for some reason. He's really asking the aliens to put a lot of work into figuring out this time capsule. Like, first of all, is Beethoven on a vinyl record? Oh, yeah. Maybe it's Beethoven and not Mozart. Oh, maybe it's Mozart. No, it might be Beethoven. Yeah. But no, it's not some kind of like bizarre gold record. Exactly. So what's he asking them? (laughs) I hate that. I think it's with whatever it needs to be played on. I don't know, man. How big is this capsule? <laughs> now you have all these questions for me. We were talking about my utopia. You were talking about Madonna and your childhood films. Now you're grilling me on Carl Sagan's time capsule. <laughs> I'm really embarrassed about uh, everything I've said today. <laughs> you shouldn't be. This is a delight. Did you have fun? I, I feel like I got to learn a lot more about you, too, in a fun way. So did I. About yourself? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was an intimate uh, interview with myself in a weird way as well. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you'd like to add? No, thanks for having me. I had a great time. Okay, thanks. So fun. Me too. Um, and uh, yeah, if you're listening at home, thanks for listening to us get the sillies. <laughs> Did we ever. All right, everyone. That was Ebony Rosen and C. Wasn't that so much fun? What a goof city. Everything uh, Everything was uh, big laughs and so much fun. Ebony, thanks so much for coming on. And guys, follow her. Keep up to date on her crazy career because it's always uh, spinning out of control because she's so uh, funny and popular. At Ebony Rosen. Follow her on Twitter there, at Ebony Rosen. And then, uh, you know what? That's it, man. Fold up that uh, foldable chair and throw it in back in that car and just boot it on back down the highway. Because you know what? Life is a highway and you got to drive as fast as you can. Don't worry about anyone else around you and just boot it. You know what I mean? You know what? Don't even look at the road. Just if you have a sunroof, open that sunroof and look at the sky and then hit the accelerator. Please don't. And then follow us at Utopia to Me. And then... Uh, tell people about it, retweet it, tell, you know what I mean? All that stuff. Be like, oh man, this podcast is insane. I like it. And then follow me, please, at Chris Lock Fun. I'm a stand up writer, performer, actor. All kinds of ding dong stuff is happening, and it's always nice to promote that stuff out there. But otherwise, thanks for coming, guys. You're the best. Couldn't have done it without you. Actually, I could. No one could be listening to this at all, and it'd be out there in the, in the uh, sky, just floating around, bumping into planes. But here's the thing. Just get outside now and enjoy yourself. 
kind of mild December here in Toronto. Maybe you wish that there was some snow, but you know what? I might go down to a lake and eat a sandwich, and you should do the same. So that's it. Thanks for listening again. Have a good day, and bye. Thank you.